Relying on someone who doesn't know you or your situation to give you specific financial advice is just plain dumb. That's why everything said on this show is just helpful information. If you want specifics, give us a call. All opinions expressed here are ours. GenWealth Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC. In the month of September, we are highlighting the retirement difference makers. The concepts, the decisions, the facts that can make a difference in your retirement. Today, it is all about time. Using time to build retirement savings and using time to build a plan for income in retirement. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. Happy Saturday. Welcome into another edition of the Get Ready for the Future show all across Arkansas. We are glad to have you with us once again. My name is Scott Inman, John Shrewsbury to my right, Janet Walker to his, and to my left, Austin Evans in the studio with us today for another hour of straight talk about your retirement, your investments, your money. And we're back after week one of the Razorback football season, and we're using the concept of time. It is all about time, John, and I think it's a great place to start backing up to the football game last week because you and I talked about what stood out in our minds about the Razorback victory over Eastern Illinois and it was a small little thing at the end of the first half Chad Morris using timeouts to use time to his advantage with about a minute and a half left in the first half Razorbacks have already opened up a big lead right yep. they had a, I don't remember exactly what it was but they had a 28 point for a uh, second quarter to get a big lead they could have easily just gotten the ball back, held uh, Eastern Illinois, gotten the ball back, run the clock out, gone to half. Done a Brett Bielema. That's exactly right. And a lot of other coaches, <laughs> yeah. for yeah. that matter. I mean, yeah. you, in fact, that's what I was expecting. Let's yeah. be honest. I was expecting that to happen. But no, he takes his last timeouts. You can't take your timeouts with you, right? That's right. You might as well burn them. Gets a stop, gets the ball back, goes deep, scores another touchdown. After that touchdown score, I turned to the guy that sits behind me. I don't even know his name. <laughs> That's the great thing about going Razorback games. Your Razorback neighbor. Yeah. My Razorback neighbor to the to the rear of us. I, I turned around, high-fived him over the touchdown. And I said, I've been waiting five years for somebody to do that. Because, I, you know, uh, it is all about time. And, yeah. and time management, clock management, you know, who used to be terrible at clock management was Houston Nutt. Yeah. Uh, he used to just it was just bad. And so uh, when I think about our, our theme, retirement difference makers, I, that's, that's Houston's <laughs> yeah, favorite right. phrase right. when he's recruiting somebody's difference makers. But I digress. Yeah. This time management thing was was great because uh, it, it's not our job to keep our team from scoring. Mm-hmm. They, they should right. score at every opportunity. And I think that, you know, Chad Morris wanted to say, hey, things are going to be different. Watch this. And yeah. and it was great to see that. And I think it makes a, a point as it relates to what we're talking about today is that you've got to take every advantage that you can when you're working toward retirement mm-hmm. because you only have so much time as you're working toward that, that ultimate day of retirement. You only have so much time to get it done. And when you're in retirement, you have to be sure that you're managing things right because you, you have a fairly finite amount of time during re- your retirement. Well, sir. Certainly, uh, the Razorbacks are a long way from Chad Morris's vision of left lane hammered down, but I think that was a little glimpse of what you're going to see use it, using those timeouts to your advantage. Now, the problem yeah. is there's no timeouts in retirement, right? I mean, the, the clock keeps on ticking, time keeps on slipping, and that's what uh, Steve yeah, Miller says, it. right? You can't you can't call a pause and, and and catch up. You can do catch up contributions, but mm-hmm. the time the clock is still rolling, so you have to always be aware of that in retirement. Yeah. So yeah. we talk about the things that we're going to talk about today. There's going to be two two uh, vantage points that we take. Building retirement savings or building wealth in uh, or for retirement in, in your work years and how time can be used to your advantage with that. And then once you've reached the crest, the peak, and left work and going into retirement, the value of using time, putting time on your side uh, by building a retirement income plan. 
Oftentimes when we're teaching, uh, especially young investors, Janet, uh, the one number one principle that we try to get them to understand is the time value yeah. of money. Uh, and that really relates to the power of compound interest. And, and young people, uh, you know, generally have a lot of time. They do. Uh, Austin, you and I have done mm-hmm. this several times in some of the workplace workshops that we've been doing recently and talking about uh, the story of these two people who, you know, one of them starts investing yeah. at 19 and goes until age 26. The other one doesn't start until age 27, but then they contribute every year until Mm -hmm. age 65. And, you know, the person who doesn't start until age 27 puts in way more money, but let's talk about that end result. Yeah, that end result is the person who started earlier ended up with more money at the end of of this example, for instance. And I feel like a lot of people uh, in my generation, the younger investors, we all are always thinking, well, I'll have time later. It's, you always think of later, later. Right. You keep pushing it back, back. And then eventually you realize, Oh, I may be running out of time rather than I should have started younger. It's always the, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. When I think about this subject, I think about the story that, that I, I tell periodically during workshops. It was my friend Rusty. Uh, who was police officer in yeah. El Dorado. Uh, I was a young financial advisor. Rusty was in his mid-20s and uh, talked to him about starting a Roth IRA because, number one, it was going to provide him tax-free income in retirement. Number two, he's 27 and could, you know, keep putting money into that Roth IRA throughout his career. And, you know, I had these ideas that he was going to have a ton of money tax-free in retirement. Well, he goes and talks to his CPA and his CPA goes, Oh, you're too young to be uh, saving money for retirement. Oh, my oh, gosh. Man. Oh, yeah. man. And that's when I coined the phrase cut, paste, and attach. That's what those guys do. <laughs> Not all of them. Not all of them. <laughs> there, there's some of them. No, I'm just kidding. That one CPA didn't obviously know anything about the time right. value of money. But when you take a look at, at the combination of time and compound interest and, and putting your money to work for you, it can be a very, very powerful thing, yeah. uh, even at, at not so great interest rates or not so great rate of mm-hmm. returns, you can overcome that with time. My uh, mother was very wise to get me to invest in a traditional IRA when I was about 22, 23 years old. I don't think yeah. at that time they actually had the Roth yet. Wasn't it 1995? So it was right about the time yeah, the Roth was yeah. coming out. I, and so we didn't know about that yet. We weren't <laughs> Privy to that. But we did a traditional IRA at that time. And I put it was some profit sharing money when I changed jobs of just a couple of thousand dollars. And I and I've since gone different directions with different investments and just left that there. So yeah. I have a good concept of time value of money. That two thousand dollars is now about twenty. Just mm-hmm. sitting there over the mm-hmm. last twenty some odd years and never adding anything to it. Now that's just an example and, and not a guarantee by any means. Uh, but that is an example and it has led me to make sure to tell my son as he approaches his 18th birthday on November 3rd this year, he's going to open a Roth IRA because he's working part-time at Chick-fil-A. Yeah. He's got earned income. Yeah. And he's go. going to open yeah. a Roth IRA yeah. at 18 years old. And if he just drops $1,000 into that, just think about what that'll do for him in retirement. Yeah, Scott, I think that's a big deal for parents. To, yeah. that, I mean, that's the reason how I ended up here at GenWealth um, first as a client was my dad telling me, hey, don't wait as long as I did. You need to start a little earlier and just, mm-hmm. okay, ought to do that. It was working. And then that snowball to me coming here. I think parents need to take advantage of their influence they have on their children to um, encourage them to start early. Even when they're adults. Yes, exactly. Because in both of your cases, Scott, your mom Mm -hmm. told you when Mm -hmm. you were a working adult, and now you're talking about your 18-year-old son. But, you know, for Mm -hmm. you, Austin, also as an adult, your parents saying, hey, you need to go do this. Yep. Did you catch that, that uh, you know, often repeated phrase, don't do what I did? Yeah. You know, that, <laughs> yeah. that, that yeah. type of thing. You know, if, if only, if yeah. only I had done that early in my career, uh, because I was in broadcasting and I was actually living at home and had extra money and could do whatever the heck I wanted to do with it. And if I had nested away some of that money uh, in uh, no Roth IRA at the time, but in a traditional IRA or just even in, it doesn't even have to be a retirement account, it could just be any kind of investment right. and, and let it sit and let it cook. Applying that time value of money makes a lot of sense. So in this month of September, as we highlight retirement difference makers, today's difference maker on the Get Ready for the Future show is time. It is all about time. There is a reason that a clock is on the Gen Wealth logo. We're just getting started. We're going to talk about using time to be your retirement difference maker 
when we continue on the Get Ready for the Future show right after this. Don't touch that dial. Pop, pop, it's showtime. 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 Guess who's back again? Straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money is right around the corner. The Get Ready for the Future show returns after this. Life can be so busy, it's hard to even picture retirement. That's why you need somebody you can trust who will paint that picture and help turn dreams into reality. Plan, personalize, and protect your future with the team at GenWealth. Call 877-341-7355 to schedule an appointment. Now, back to the Get Ready for the Future show. Investments and economics move at the speed of light. And we've got the latest information you need to know to stay ahead of the game. From GenWealth Financial Advisors, it's the fastest four minutes in investing. If you've listened to the Get Ready for the Future show at all recently, you probably heard us talk about the perfect storm and how this uh, looming possible bear market that we think is going to happen at some point and the interest rate, rising interest rate environment have combined to create this perfect storm that could create havoc with your portfolio. I think it's important, John, to start today's Fastest Four talking about the fact that that's a long-term or a longer-term outlook when we talk about three, four, five years out. Our fastest four minutes in investing is centered on the more near term, and near term we're still still very bullish. Yeah, it's the sun's still shining in Arkansas, but out in the Gulf there yes. may be a little bit of a tropical storm beginning to brew, and and that tropical storm we're forecasting, you know, at some point in time may come on shore, may be a problem for us. So mm-hmm. it, it's much the same type of scenario when we talk about that long term threat of the perfect storm. But for right now, things are going pretty well. Productivity. I want to talk about yeah. productivity. You know when you when you go to the office and you're you're just kind of you know kind of doing your thing and and you're you're like like I like to say as an employer you're doing just enough to not get fired <laughs> yeah. but not so much that you're going to get a raise right, you know right, right. Uh, that is kind of the middling productivity and that's kind of where I think our economy has been actually since the Great Recession mm. and so now we're actually seeing some real productivity growth happening in the environment and that is really giving some strength to this economy and really supporting some of the GDP numbers that we're seeing right now. So let's see, we've arrived at that through tax cuts, and that has led to increased business spending, which has uh, improved capital resources, and the unemployment rate being about as low as it's going to get, let's face it. I mean, it's very low right now, so the labor force is full strength. That has led to productivity increases. And John, our partners at LPL Research say that is one of the major drivers of GDP growth. Absolutely. 2.9% was the latest reading of an increase in productivity in America. And that's really the fastest that we've seen that growth since 2015. Let's talk about that labor market for just a second, Scott. I think that what we're seeing right now is that if you're qualified and want a job, you probably have a job in this country. There are are lots of jobs uh, being posted out there, and it's very hard to find the right people for the right positions and that type of thing. That is actually going to drive wages up as time goes on because it's just simply supply and demand. If there's a limited supply, then then obviously the demand uh, can drive up the cost of that of that uh, product. And and a, you know an employee is basically looked at economically that way. And so we think that there's going to be some productivity increases because wages are likely to go up because of the low unemployment employment rate. Now, obviously, the thing that you talk about is the the productivity of America uh, being all the goods and services, the GDP that, that we're putting out. That's the real driver of our economy. You always want to look at GDP growth, and we're rocking along at a three plus, maybe even bumping toward four percent, which is what the president said was his objective when he came into office is to get that GDP up and the tax cuts and the, the uh, policies that they have put into place some of the regulatory cuts and things of that nature have actually been a direct benefit, uh, direct cause, that is, of this benefit that we're getting from GDP growth. So a few years ago, we were using the term plow horse economy. We were just kind of plodding along, not really revved up. 
I think these numbers that we're sharing today with productivity, with GDP growth, indicate that we have definitely moved firmly into a racehorse economy. We have revved up this bull market that may be at the end of its run, but it's going out with a bang. Yeah, we're not yeah. Uh, we're not secretariat just yet, right. but uh, we are running a lot faster than than we have been uh, since the recession in two thousand eight. That's a look at the fastest four minutes in investing. The Get Ready for the Future show continues right after this. Stick around. More straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money right after this. Tired of the commercials? We are too. Now back to the Get Ready for the Future show. I want to remind you once again about our GenWealth Academy workshops coming up the month of September. There are two opportunities for you to attend. And again, if you've never attended one, just want to let you know it's an absolutely free event. Education is the focus. There is no sales presentation. It is all about information and getting to know you a little bit and answering your questions. So we want you to bring your questions about your money, investments, retirement, whatever's on your mind Come sit down with us either September 11th at the Crown Plaza in Little Rock at 6.30 for Financial Fundamentals or at September on September 18th at 6.30 at Mike's Place in Conway for the three big risks. And those risks are retirement risk. What are you going to be facing if you're five years or less from retirement and thinking about making sure your money lasts? You don't want to outlive your money. What are the big risks? that you'll be facing in those retirement years and what are some possible solutions or at least strategies, concepts to build a plan to take on those risks. So three big risks, September 18th, 6.30 at Mike's Place in Conway or Financial Fundamentals, September 11th, 6.30 at the Crown Plaza in Little Rock or come to both. Dinner's provided, free to attend. And again, I can't emphasize enough, enough John, these are education focused. Would we love to get to know you and bring you in for an appointment? Absolutely. But there is no sales presentation at our Gen Wealth Academy workshops. Yeah, and that's a difference maker, Scott, in and of itself, because most of the uh, workshops that are presented around town, seminars and things of that nature, are sales pitches. I talked to someone who attended one the other day, and it was a all-out-and-out out sales pitch. Mm-hmm. It was a pitch for this particular investment product that uh, you need to put all mm-hmm. your money in, and it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And, yeah. you know, it slices, it dices. It's It ought to be on <laughs> one of those infomercials with <laughs> Three easy Ron payments. Popeil, yeah. you know? it, It's funny how they know the best investment for you, even though they've yes. never met you. <laughs> yes, That's exactly so, right. Now. So, yes, that that is clearly uh, a difference uh, of the Gen Wealth Academy workshops is that we are really very much focused on you understanding what's going on with money and finance issues. And then if you're interested in talking more about that on your own level, then come in and see us and we'll figure out what the right you know investments are for you and the right plan for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think it's always interesting when somebody leads with a product mm-hmm. as opposed to a plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those things are out there, but that ain't us. Yeah. And I think that happens sometimes, not only in workshops that people uh, attend, but also things that happen inside of their workplace. Uh, people come in as well uh, yeah. that have been mm-hmm. brought in to talk about something and it's just about a product, not about a plan. We say it's about a plan, not a product. I would also throw another P word in there. It's about process because yes. we do have to go through a process of getting to know you. That can happen at a workshop. That can then happen farther, further at an appointment. But we need to know your unique situation before we even start talking about or thinking about investment products. Well, today, when we talk about uh, a, a, the month of September being all about retirement difference makers, we're talking about time. And, and I mentioned something at the end of the last segment about the Gen Wealth logo. And if you have never seen the Gen Wealth logo, go online to getreadyforthefuture.com and you'll see it there. And there is a clock as a part of the Gen Wealth Financial Advisors logo. And I wanted to get just a couple of minutes from John and Janet to talk about how you guys arrived at the decision to put a clock on the logo when you founded the company uh, 13, 13 years yeah, ago? 13, 13 years. years ago. Yeah, 13 years ago. I, and I think, uh, Janet, I think that the genesis of this is that both of us view time as an extremely valuable commodity. Yeah, it, you know, people talk about their their love languages. I would say there's also a fear language. Mine is don't waste my time. Whatever it is, if I'm supposed to be having fun, okay, great. That's what I'm doing with my time. If I'm supposed to be working, that's what I'm doing. But don't waste my time. And it's a very big deal to me. 
And I think that uh, there's a lot of elements of time. You know, we talked earlier in the show about time value of money. Uh, that is a, uh, a financial element of time. Uh, I think also that when you think about what we do as a company, we prepare people for that time of their lives yes. where they're going to spend a lot of time with family. But when you think about the priorities that you have in life, you know, there are days through your working years where, frankly, you would prefer to spend time with family, but you have to go to work. We're talking about helping you prepare for that time in life where you get to choose how you spend your time. And if you want to go to work, whether it's on a volunteer basis or at part-time where you're actually getting paid, whatever, that's fine, but it's your decision. And we want you to be in a position to choose how you spend your time in whatever it is that you call retirement. Scott, I think it's interesting if you look at the Gen Wealth logo, the time on the, the clock is just after three o'clock. Mm. And that's about the time that you begin to get a little itchy about going home, you know, as a man, if, mm-hmm. if this mm-hmm. clock would just kind of speed up and, and, and what have you, and you think about, well, it must be five o'clock somewhere, you know, yeah, right. all of that type of thing. Uh, but the, the key there is, is that, you know, we are talking to people during that phase of life when they're beginning to get a little bit itchy about getting into retirement and, and leaving their job and what have you. But I think the real key is that, you know, for time is really, you know, all those things when it comes to retirement. But when we started Gen Wealth, we felt like it was time for a different approach to retirement. And we were done with uh, watching people run out of money before they ran out of time. We were done with the conventional approach of retirement. And so we wanted to, to be a difference maker as far as retirement is concerned. And we felt like it was time for a different approach and, and a different way of working with our clients. And we've done that, uh, I'd say, relatively successfully for the last 13 years. And we're going to talk a little bit about that different approach when it comes to how how time can be used in your retirement income plan, something called sequence of return risk. So put that in the, in the back of your mind as we roll on through the hour. But we were talking last segment about the time value of money. It said that Einstein once said the most powerful force in the universe is compound interest. So let's back that clock up now from 3 p.m. to let's say 8 a.m. or mm-hmm. 9 a.m., Let's make hay when the sun shines, yeah, right, Austin? Yeah, we, yeah. We've got a little illustration here. We talked about Sam and Jenny, mm-hmm. and we're going to use this. I want you to walk through this illustration to kind of give us an idea of how impactful it can be to start earlier in putting savings away for retirement. Yeah, so with this example, we have Sam and Jenny, two different investors. Um, Sam and Jenny, they're both age 19. Sam decides uh, she's going to start investing early. She's going to put $2,000 a year away into an investment. Now, this is a hypothetical example. We're going to go with an 8% growth as a, as a rough example here. That's not indicative of any investment per se. This is just an example here. So Sam starts at age 19, puts $2,000 a year away into an investment. At age 26, Sam, for some other reason, stops investing. Might have gotten married started having children, things, life happens, stops, stops, lets it grow from there. Jenny decides to start investing at that point and puts $2,000 a year away all the way until age 65. We run this, this example in the math out to age 65 for both of them. Uh, you know, at, the, at home, sitting there, think, who do you think has more money their retirement age 65? You would think Jenny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Most people would yeah. think that. Well, doing the math out, Sam ends up with just a little over a million dollars in her investment, while Jenny has just under $900,000. Mm. So really what that shows is using time as as a friend in a strategy to help you reach your goals in retirement. Yeah. Now, this is at an 8% assumed yes. rate of return, yes. and that is not necessarily indicative of any mm-hmm. particular investment, nor is it a uh, guarantee of anything that we would recommend. But uh, it, it is very powerful mm-hmm. when you look at it and you go, okay, well, Sam invested from age 19 through age 26. So that is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight eight deposits Mm -hmm. of $2,000. So $16,000 versus investing from age 27 all the way to age 65 for Jenny, which is a whole lot more money. Yeah. And you don't come up with really that big of a difference. As a matter of fact, the one that invested the most money actually has the less amount of money at retirement. And obviously if the, if the interest that they're earning Mm -hmm. is a higher rate, then the gap is larger because again, it goes to that power of compound 
compound interest that Jenny really never has a chance to catch up with mm-hmm. Sam. That's yeah. really what it's and, all about. And also, for those of you who are out there who are thinking, well, I'm not 19, I am much older than that, mm-hmm. you are somebody Sam. Yep. You are younger than somebody out there. Mm-hmm. So it's not the too late, I just will put my head in the sand and just forget about it. It's yeah. I can still start and get ahead of, of some somebody else, basically. Start wherever you yes. are. And Austin, you know, one of the things we've seen, even when we talk about this in workplace mm-hmm. workshops, um, statistically, the young people in the room are, are not as That's likely true. to ask for help as the older people in the room, because frankly, yeah. this still hasn't soaked in mm-hmm. yet. So yeah. if you're out there listening and you know somebody who uh, who could be a Sam, they could get started early talk to them, let them know about mm-hmm. the power of compound interest. Yeah, you could be a, a difference maker for them by influencing them. You know, Scott just was reminiscing about his mom influencing him yeah. to actually engage in investments. And and Austin talked about his dad, you mm-hmm. know, encouraging him to get involved and, and come to GenWealth and, and work on his investment program. You could be a difference maker for someone. You know young people. I, everybody knows young people. Whether you've got kids or not really doesn't matter. Right. If mm-hmm. you know and understand and believe this concept that we're talking about, apply it to someone else's life. Encourage them, sit them down, point them in our direction, and we'll give them the information. You know, it, it is something that we're very passionate about. And I think that that is something that if we make those kinds of changes in behavior amongst young people these days, then we will make a big difference when it comes to their retirement in future generations. Well, I think it's, let's take it a step further. A financial advisor can be a difference maker to those young people as well. Let's say you have started saving. Maybe you're not 19, but you're in your 20s and you recognize that, hey, I need to be contributing to my 401k. I need to get that employer match, which we would certainly recommend doing. That's money on the table that is absolutely left behind if you don't at least contribute enough to get your employer match. But then what do I do? How do I invest it? Yeah. What's the allocation that needs to be uh, based on my age and where my goals are? And what do I need to do differently as I take each decade towards retirement and get a little step closer? We have those services available here at GenWealth, and I don't think people recognize that because I think there is the assumption out there that if I'm in my 20s, then I don't have enough money to talk to a financial advisor. Well, first of all, we have no account minimums at mm-hmm. GenWealth. You can come in this door here with 100 bucks, and, yeah. and we'll get you started with some type of investment that is appropriate for you. Uh, but we also believe that, that before you ever talk about investments, you've got to be talking about planning. And Janet, that's where GenWealth Foundations comes in. Yeah, so we'll meet you where you are. If you're just getting started, even if you're not quite ready to invest, you're dealing with maybe some debt and things like that, we can meet you where you are and help you get on the right road. Little things over a long period of time make a big difference. They do. So if you'd like to reach out, a phone number for you today, 501-653-7355. Again, our main office number, 501-653-7355 to set up an appointment with a GenWealth advisor near you. We're going to take a break and be back to talk about time as you walk into retirement you're listening to the get ready for the future show more where that came from after the break now back to the get ready for the future show from the gen wealth radio network studios we told you how to get in touch with the Gen Wealth Advisor uh, at the end of the last segment. I want to give you that number again in case you missed it, 501-653-7355. Maybe you're uh, driving, you can't write that down. That's okay. When you get home today, uh, go to your go to GetReadyForTheFuture.com. That's our website for Gen Wealth Financial Advisors. You'll find some resources there. You'll find out uh, some bios of the advisors who work here, but you'll also find those numbers as well. Uh, we have locations in Little Rock, Little Rock. Uh, Hot Springs, Bryant, El Dorado, and the Shreveport Bossier area. So there is a Gen Wealth advisor near you if you're hearing my voice today. We talked about time in your younger years. Today's topic is time, the valuable commodity that uh, once it's gone, it's gone. How you can use time to be your retirement difference maker. And we laid out that uh, that illustration of the time value of money, getting started the earlier the better in uh, your pre-retirement years, even as early as 19. Well, in this segment, we're going to talk about using time as it relates to walking into retirement. So if you're five 
or so years out, five or less years from retirement, think about this. What are you going to be walking into when it comes to the markets, when it comes to the economy, when you begin to need to draw income from your assets rather than adding to your assets? Because that is the change from accumulation to distribution. And it's a very important change, John, in the in the way you look at your strategy for retirement. We talk about this concept of dollar cost averaging, putting a consistent contribution in. And when the market is volatile, in other words, when the prices of those stocks or mutual funds go down and you're buying, that volatility is a good thing. But you're not going to be buying when you reach retirement. That's right. And and you are are dealing with not so much time, Janet, but timing yes. uh, in this equation, because as you move into retirement, you kind of reverse that dollar cost averaging. You know, in dollar cost averaging, as you uh, pointed out, Scott, uh, it is a benefit if the market goes down. Now, dollar cost averaging does not protect you against a loss or guarantee a profit or anything of that nature. And you got to kind of stick with it for it to work, uh, even in bad times. But the key with dollar cost averaging is is that you buy more shares of whatever you're buying whenever you uh, have a market downturn. Now, let's switch gears and go into the retirement phase. When you are in the retirement phase and you're pulling money out, when the market goes down, you have to sell more shares when that market goes down and those shares are then gone and cannot be used any longer in your retirement program. So the more that you have to sell, the worse it gets for you. So we're going to use an example. We're going to talk about James and Joe. And here's their stories. And let me say, if you don't catch anything else today on the Get Ready for the Future show, be sure you follow this story because I think we're about to enter one of these periods of time and you need to understand the difference it can make for you. So James and Joe. They both retire with $500,000 at age 65. The only difference is when they do that. James does that in 1966, and Joe does it in 1976. So we're talking about sequence of return. James retiring early gets a little bit of a hit negatively early on. It's not bad. It's not anywhere near 2008, all right? But here's, here's the big picture. Each of them assumes a uh, first-year withdrawal of 5%, so 5% withdrawal off of their portfolio, and they're going to adjust that for inflation, so that's the same thing for both of them. Each of them also has a 60-40 stock bond allocation, okay? So they have their dollars invested the same way. The stocks in this scenario are representative of the S&P 500. So again, your investments might be different, but follow the scenario here, the facts of what would happen under these circumstances. So James starts out, has a negative early on, and he's taking income. Joe has a pretty good positive early on, and he's taking income. But what happens as a result of those negatives that James had early in his investment, in his retirement time, is that retiring at age 65, by age 81, he is completely out of money. So let me point out, this isn't really hypothetical. These are actual numbers from the S&P 500 and a a bond portfolio. If you had invested in this way at this point, this is what would have happened. And that's from 1966 through 1982. James, who retired with $500,000 and was pulling out the same amount of money every month adjusted for inflation, ran out of money in 1982. Now, to contrast that, Joe, who retired 10 years later, but everything else is the same, in 1992, again, from age 65 to 81, has $1.2 million. Mm-hmm. And a few years later, at age 85, he has 1.7. So you got one guy that's been broke for five years mm-hmm. and the other one who has $1.7 million. Now, here's the question I want everybody to think about. Do you have any way to know if you're going to be James or Joe? Or even more to the point, do you have any way of knowing whether you're going to have a 1966 market Mm -hmm. or a 1976 market going forward into your retirement? 
There's no way no. to know that. So you have to take this risk off the table. This mm-hmm. sequence of return risk can absolutely crater your retirement. And here's the deal. We, we have just passed the marker in time while we're talking about time today where we mm-hmm. have surpassed the longest bull market in history and we're still clipping along. At some point, there will be a bear market. And if you are entering retirement, if that bear market happens early in your retirement, I'm going to tell you, you're the guy who retired in 1966, unless you have a plan to overcome that. Scott, when I was talking about in the last segment about the the Gen Wealth uh, logo and and the time thing, and and we felt like as a sort of a, a kick to that, it was that it was time for a difference maker in retirement. We saw what sequence of return risk was doing to people and what its potential was. And this is one of the things that, that we founded the company on to yes. try to deal with in a very productive and positive way. So we have designed the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process, which includes the income for life model, which includes strategies for building regular predictable income in retirement that you can't outlive and then surplus income, income that is discretionary, not necessarily going to pay the bills in retirement, but it's fun money in retirement. That uh, money is also set up in a way to help try to avoid or to mitigate this sequence of return risk. So if sequence of return risk, if if this is not being addressed in your plan, and Mm -hmm. I'll say we don't Mm -hmm. always use that terminology because it's industry jargon, but it is addressed in the way that we put together our plans. If that is not being addressed with a written plan, Mm -hmm. you need to address it. One of the things I think I want to point out about this is the the uh, kind of the the numbers that aren't there on this sequence page is how much they were pulling out and and yep. mm-hmm. and the the key to this illustration is they were adjusting their income for inflation mm-hmm. yeah and so you know inflation can be the thing that runs you mm-hmm. out of money because when you really look at James who ran out of money uh, early in his retirement at age eighty one when you look at James he really didn't take huge negative returns at any particular point in time. The biggest negative return he took was in 1974, where it was down 15%. But that wasn't the death knell of his retirement. It really was him trying to keep up with the cost of living, to keep up with the cost of electricity and gasoline and food and clothing, all of those things you're going to still need in retirement. But Joe did the same thing. That's right. And the difference is... That negative impact from the investments combined with planning for inflation, it's a, it's a perfect storm. It really is. And, and, uh, Scott, you know, you're going to do the workshop for us uh, in Conway at Mike's place to talk about the three big risks. I'm going to go ahead and, and give folks a preview. Sequence of return yeah. is one of the three big risks. Yeah. And, and inflation is another of the three big risks. And so if you want to know more about that, you need to make your way to Mike's place in Conway on September. September 18th. First, call us, let us know you're coming so we can prepare food for you. But uh, you you definitely want to be there for this workshop, September 18th at 630 at Mike's Place in Conway, because we're going to talk about the the trepidation, I guess you would call it, of walking into retirement, especially at a time where, like right now, yeah. where we have the end of a bull market, obviously closer than we were seven or eight years ago to the end of a bull market, but also you have a rising interest rate environment. And I don't know that a lot of people really appreciate that because that doesn't scream big headline risk. Uh, That is one of those insidious things that it's happening and you just don't know it. And your bond portfolio has significant risk in it in a rising interest rate environment. I want to highlight a couple of things that you were talking about on this uh, illustration of of sequence risk. When you talked about investor one, James, he did lose 15%. That's an actual return from historical performance of a 60% stock, 40% bond allocation. Well, where are most people set up in retirement? That's supposedly the the industry standard, right? 60% stock to get the growth, 40% bond for the perceived safety, but it can lose money. And think about if you go into your first year of retirement, let's say with $100,000 just to make the math easy, and you're going to take 4% out, 
every year. Well, that's $4,000. Well, let's say you lose 10% in that first year that you retire. Well, now you've lost $10,000. You've spent $4,000. You've got a decision to make in year two, yeah. $86,000 instead of $100,000. So you're going to continue to take your 4%, which is now a pay cut for you in retirement because 4% of 86000 is less than 4% of 100000 or are you going to continue to take the $4,000? Yeah, and let's talk a little bit about the arithmetic of loss for just a moment. Think about the financial crisis. It was not uncommon for folks to talk about the fact that they lost 50% of their money in the market uh, at, at various points in time in the financial crisis. Well, let's say that you take a 50% hit in your portfolio, and then you have to make a withdrawal. Now you're down, what, 55%? Yeah. You have to have over 100% of return to Mm -hmm. even get back close to even. Mm -hmm. And so that's a real problem that most people really don't realize about the volatility of the market, the the instability, if you will, of the bond market in face of a rising interest rate environment and all the problems that they could have as a result of that. So the last thing we want to do is hit you with all this bad news and not (laughs) offer a solution or a plan or at least give you a little idea of what the GenWealth Ready to retire process looks like. But as those game shows do, you got to wait till after the commercial break is over to find out more about it. The ready to retire process at GenWealth right after this. Stay in touch with the Get Ready for the Future show during the week. Search Facebook for GenWealth Financial Advisors or follow us on Twitter at GenWealthFA. More straight talk about money after this break. We've got Gen Wealth Academy workshops happening in your area. To find out more, visit our website at www.getreadyforthefuture.com slash events. Now, back to the Get Ready for the Future show. You can sign up there for those next Gen Wealth Academy workshops, September 11th, 630 at the Crown Plaza in Little Rock for Financial Fundamentals. And September 18th at 6.30 at Mike's Place in Conway for the three big risks. You can also reach out to a GenWealth Financial Advisor setting up an appointment by calling 501-653-7355. Again, it's 501-653-7355. Talking today as we wrap up to the show this morning about time and how time can be a retirement difference maker. And you can choose when you retire. You can control when you retire. You cannot control the type of market returns that you're going to get when you go into retirement. That's uh, what we were talking about when we highlight the sequence risk. We talked about two gentlemen, two uh, made-up guys, James and Joe, but not made up were the years that they retired and the returns that they got and the identical amounts, their account values were identical It just the only difference was the returns they got by the different years they retired. But I want to make it a little more personal when we talk about how sequence risk can devastate a portfolio and cause someone to actually go back into the workforce after they had planned to retire for the rest of their lives. Because John and Janet have a very personal story that actually happened to them early on in their careers. Well, it is not one of those things that you can just go, well, that happened in 1966, 1976. When you think about James and Joe, yeah. uh, we want to talk about a client, that not actually a client, a, right. a person who came to see us who had been a client of another advisor here in the central Arkansas area and had retired from her job, a big telecommunications company, had a, a big lump sum pension, big uh, 401k plan, things of that nature. And uh, she rolled in about seven years after yeah. she retired to see us. And it was really a visit looking for help. So basically, she was living the story of James, and that's that's not who you want to be, but let me tell her story. So we're going to call her Linda. That's not her name, but for today it is. So let's say, uh, let's talk about Linda's story. Linda retired at the age of 50 with $1.3 million. In the state of Arkansas, you, could th- you would think that anybody could retire with $1.3 million, but the challenge was that she retired in the year 2000. Now, everybody talks about how bad 2008 was, but 2000, 2001, and 2002 were three consecutive negative years, and they were the worst years our country had seen since the Great Depression. Now, she didn't know when she pulled the trigger on retirement 
that that was where she was headed as far as the the markets were concerned. So she started out with three negative years right off the bat. Another thing working against her is that she, by retiring prior to 59 and a half, there are some restrictions in place. You can retire before then, but if you're using qualified retirement assets like a traditional IRA, for example, then there are some rules that you have to follow. You don't have free reign to just change the amount of income that you're taking just because you want to. So she had committed to the rules in place for that and had been taking income based on those, on those rules. And she came in to see us for the first time in 2007. So now she's 57 years old. She's been retired for seven years and she walked in not with 1.3 million that she retired with seven years earlier, but with a little over $300,000. And we had to look at that situation. And frankly, my stomach was turning, you know, even in preparing for the appointment, much less actually during the appointment to have to sit across from a 57 year old grandmother and say, there is nothing we can do at this point, knowing full well that had she come in originally and set up a plan to deal with sequence of return risk, she wouldn't be in this situation. But we had to tell her that she had to go back to work. Yeah, obviously you would think, well, okay, she still had $300,000. Couldn't you do something with that? Mm -hmm. And the fact is, is that she was boxed in by this, this rule that Janet was referring to. If you're taking notes, it is IRS rule 72T. Uh, it is a rule that allows you to access your retirement money prior to 59 and a half if you take it out on a prescribed schedule. I'm not going to get into all the details of that, but you can take it out based on your life expectancy, but you have to commit to that uh, and fulfill that all the way until you're uh, age 60 or for 10 years, whichever's long. I'm sorry, five, five years. years, whichever's longer. Five years are, are age 60, whichever is longer. In her case, she had to go to age 60. Right. And so at 57, she still had three more years of withdrawals that she had to commit to during and, that program. And that withdrawal amount was over $80,000. So if you come in with a little over mm. 300000 and you're going to have to withdraw over 80000 a mm. year, it doesn't take a mathematician to tell you the numbers are not good. Now, we even looked at recalculating that whole scenario, which you're allowed to do one time. But the problem was the recalculation on the $300,000, she yeah. couldn't live on it. Yeah. And, yeah. and so it was uh, literally uh, one of those deals of being between the devil and the deep blue sea. What do you do in this situation? We literally had to tell her you're going to run out of money because of this plan that you set up. And you're probably going to have to go back to work. And what we didn't know was she came to us in 2007. Yeah. We mm -hmm. didn't know about 2008 coming mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that story to highlight the Gen Wealth re Ready to Retire process there's nothing that John and Janet could do for Linda, but if you have not walked into retirement yet, let that be your cautionary tale to think about, well, what's the plan? What should we do? So we want to talk about the ready-to-retire process and the cornerstone to the GenWealth ready-to-retire process, John, is the income for life model. Yeah, and, and that is that is the centerpiece, if you will, of the process, but let's start at the beginning. The very beginning of the ready to retire process is a written plan. Yes. It is a plan that really does take into account a lot of the risk that you are going to face in retirement because Janet, I think we make a, a very concerted effort to look much more intently at risk during retirement than, let's say, if you're accumulating money. Yeah, there's risk when you're accumulating money, but that risk actually does, in a lot of cases, help you. Risk can do nothing but hurt you in retirement. Yeah, and, and again, this is one that you have no way to predict. Like, if you go to the bank and you say, I'm just going to, I'm going to take on inflation risk. I'm going to leave my money at the bank. We all know inflation risk is not a risk. It's a reality. We ought to call yep. it that. It's going to happen. Prices are going to increase and you're not going to make enough money at the bank to keep up with that. We know that. What you don't know is when is the next year 2000? When is the next year 2008, et cetera, mm -hmm. in the market? You don't know that. And so when you retire, 
it is like you're you're standing on the diving board blindfolded and you're about to jump and you're praying that there's water in the pool. So one you of the, don't know. So one of the things that we try to do in that is to prepare that written retirement program so you've got a a base, you've got a guidepost that has taken into account many of these things because preparation in anything Austin is mm-hmm. the key. Yeah, having that plan on paper on purpose maps out all those risks that we've been talking about. And also another thing to point out is this plan is not cookie cutter. It right. is it is personalized to you and your situation, risk tolerance. We go through all of these things and more than what we're talking about today as well. So that income for life model, want to hang out on that just a little bit too, because we talked about that 60-40 split, your portfolio being 60% exposed to stocks and 40% bonds. What the income for life model does is break that out and put it into a time segmented or bucketing strategy. Yep. So let's talk a little bit about that, John, how you you don't want you want to be able to control the bucket you're taking the money out of. If you can't control what's going to happen in the market, then you need to set your income stream up to have a conservative approach up front in the money you're going to need today. And then a little less conservative as the years go on and push the growth, uh, the growth allocations or the stock allocations to later years, 15, 20 years down the road to address the inflation risk, to get the rate of return, uh, hypothetically, that you need to offset the inflation risk and grow your money. Absolutely. And when you think about uh, the stock market, one of the things that we're fond of saying is that time will heal most of the wounds that you could get in the stock market. Just look. And, you know, we had a bad wound in 2008, but time has healed that wound and, and a good economy is making it even better right now. But you've got to buy yourself time because otherwise you're going to have to take money out of that market-based risk, uh, market-based investment at the wrong time and sell into the wind, as I like to say. So what you do is you allocate a certain amount of money as being sort of this calm, cool, out-of-the-market bucket of money that you can tap into and buy yourself 5, 10, maybe 15 years of time to allow that market risk that you're taking to work itself out if it happens to sequence in on your time period in just the wrong time. So you could literally start with our program and have a downturn in the market and never sell any of your equity-based investments because you've allocated money for income to basically keep you away from the risk of selling during a down market. Yeah, again, it is, in my opinion, it is just asinine to not have a plan to deal with the sequence of return because the reality is it is going to happen. The, the market will turn the other direction and it will likely do it in the short term future if you're a, if you're nearing retirement. You don't have a lot of time to prepare for that. Be ready. Have a plan. So what is your plan? If you're approaching retirement five years or so or less from retirement, what's your plan to encounter the market changes uh, that you will undoubtedly see in your retirement years? Will you like to know more about the income for life model? developing a written plan as you head into retirement. If you would, write this phone number down, 501-653-7355. Again, it's 501-653-7355. To take that first step, talk to Anna Olive, our client introductory specialist, and set up that first appointment with a Gen Wealth Financial Advisor. We're out of time for this week's show. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you again next week. The GenWealth Financial Team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 844-869-PLAN. The Get Ready for the Future show is a production of GenWealth Financial Advisors and opinions expressed are not those of this radio station and are for general information only. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment and no strategy can assure success. GenWealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIP. Peace.